Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching the season premiere, the final season of Breaking Bad. What did you think? Uh, amazing. It was a great finale. It has set... Th- <laughs> they are so far ahead of the timeline from where I thought they'd be. Uh, I mean, we just yeah. talked about this a couple of days ago. We thought that there would be some cat and mouse for several episodes, but the fucking yeah. cards are on the table. There is there is no cat and mouse. There are two dogs yes. in this room, and they are both fighting viciously. Yeah, and one is a is, is, is a cornered junkyard dog uh, uh-huh. who's on death's door, we found out, which I knew it. I knew it. I'm, I one, think I'm the only person that thought that his cancer genuinely come back. No, absolutely right. It is back. Uh, and the other is a doghouse wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. Is that – I don't know. I mean, Hank, obviously, he's a junkyard dog too. It's, oh, it's... the – should Dean Norris get an Emmy for this scene? Dude, he... I was just saying, like, I mean, the nonverbal stuff he did. Yes. Uh, that stare. He... That stare. Yeah. absolutely incredible and the way he got that like red rim like tears in his eyes but not letting any of them fall like i don't i don't know man maybe he squirted sriracha up his nose to get that effect (laughs) but he was rocking the house and brian cranston's right there aaron paul and a gun uh everybody was bringing their a game can i can i just say i was a little confused as to what was going on with aaron paul in that scene with saul Uh, okay what was going on with jesse I, I mean, later we obviously figure it out. It's about uh, Drew Sharp and Mike and everything that's happened. Right. Uh, but at first, I, I was a little confused as to why Jesse was so down and so broken up about this this money. I think it's been what Walt's been saying uh, has been eating at him. You know, like we we know that it's been roughly a m- month. I'm guessing from the time. I mean, obviously, this yeah, is th- a, a very off the cuff. Uh, it's been about a month since. So, so about a month elapsed from the time that Walt delivered the money and us seeing Skyler and, and uh, Walt and Hank and Marie back by the pool. All that stuff happened. The, the, the shit heard around the world. Um, <laughs> and in, I think in those 30 days, Jesse has just been hearing blood money rolling through his head the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, he's uh, – so I, one of the things, interesting things I found in this episode was trying to figure out because early on I'm like, okay, Walt's trying this whole radical honesty thing with the people he cares about, with Skyler, you uh-huh. know, uh, when when Lydia came in and talked to him, and then he was kind of you know, c- kind of acting all furtive and whatnot, and then when Skyler walked up, I'm like, oh, here it goes, he's going to start the lie factory right back up, and boom, he came clean with the truth. Yeah, but then we see him. Bald face lie, Jesse. Like the baldest of faces. Balder than pretty, your face 
right now. <laughs> yeah, for listeners who don't know, or who haven't watched my latest Falling Skies episode, I shaved my uh, goatee off. I, I, it's fucking with me. I, it, I, it, I do yeah. that every once in a while. I don't know why, after 20 yeah, years of friendship, like you lunar, still don't expect that. It's like a lunar eclipse, man. I was like, okay. you know, that's it, not announced. You just walk out and the sun, the, the, the sun goes black. I guess that would be a solar <laughs> eclipse. But anyway, back to, back to my point. Um, uh-huh. And then you find out that he's his cancer's come back, so he's clearly not even one hundred percent truthful with Skyler. He has just found a different level of things to compartmentalize. Yeah, why so fucked you, up, man? Why do you think he doesn't tell Skyler about that? I have no idea. I mean, I guess to protect her or to you know protect the kids, kind of like the way. I, I mean, I don't. I but but shit. What is he trying to protect? Her image of him. I mean, if you you would think Maybe. that, you know, it's like that's one of the things I was talking about preseason uh, coverage and predictions. When a couple has been through all this and they can just be this radically transparently honest, it's kind of uh, it's kind of an amazing thing. And it was it's it's I kept on saying it's just too bad that you know obviously he's Walt's going to fuck things up or he's going to die or everybody's going to die, but <laughs> damn, he can't even do that right. I mean, yeah. Oh my god. And also um how quickly he got sucked back. Yeah, I mean he stonewall with Lydia. It doesn't seem like he uh really gives a shit about his own personal safety or her safety or anybody else, but as soon as Jesse starts acting like he's flipping out, he gets right back in the game. Yeah, definitely. Which, which I think is an important clue for how the season's going to go. I mean because you know it's like the Bible says, uh he who's faithful and least is faithful in much. If Walt is on high alert about Jesse giving away his money and, you know, watching cockroaches crawl around his table, if Jesse gets directly threatened, it's got to bring Walt back into the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's potential for that to happen, especially from Hank, because obviously he's had that tracker on his car long enough to know that he went to Jesse's house. You would think. At that point. So. <laughs> and I, 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 can I just say, while I was sitting there watching this episode. Uh huh. I had a realization that I, I am in a state of pure joy watching this show. Like you know, no other show does this to me. Yes, Mad uh, Men comes close, but like in its best episodes. But this wasn't even like the best episode of Breaking Bad, and I was right. still sitting there thinking, I am just pure. I am in, in pure enjoyment mode here. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I talked about how nervous I was about the season. And 30 seconds in, I swear to God, I just felt like an idiot. Uh, and then when we <laughs> got to the halfway... But you always do that, every time. No, I mean, I think that my misgivings for last season stuck around a little, little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like I said on Facebook, I think... I'm not ready to go to your extreme here. But I think that which show I think is better is a question of which one I'm watching. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when I'm when I'm watching the uh, the Hershey's chocolate pitch, I'm thinking there's nothing better on television. When I'm watching Hank and Walt's confrontation, uh, or really Hank and or uh, you know Hank's uh, post shit trauma, <laughs> uh, post traumatic shit uh, syndrome or whatever, uh-huh. um, I, I'm thinking it can't even it, there can't be anything better. And then when they get the Walt versus Hank at the end, I'm thinking, oh my god, this is crazy. I mean, they're both great in completely different ways. Oh, I yeah. Mean, the only thing in common is they're both very tightly written, and they both are impeccably acted. The cinematography is different. The action level is different. The drama level is different. But, oh, my yeah. God, this show is so fucking good. Going into that last scene, uh, 
when he turned around and he had this look on his face like, I'm not done talking. I'm going to go back into that garage. I Mm. did not expect anything uh, like what played out on the screen there. I was assuming he was going to say something to maybe hint at Hank and, you know, be prideful and uh, be his usual Heisenberg self. When when he closed that garage door, I was like... It is game over for Walt. He's going to prison yeah. right now. <laughs> I kind of thought that too, but then there's a couple of people on Facebook who are keeping me grounded. Like legally speaking, Hank yes. is fucking this case up. That is an extra legal GPS. None of this evidence can be admitted in the court by stealing that book. Mm-hmm. It completely fucks up the chain of possession and a whole bunch of other legal process. That cannot be uh, administered into uh, any kind of evidence. So yeah. But when that door shut and and then Hank pit punched him, I'm like, oh my god! And then it's like like Walt dug deep to the core of his Waltness, and when that didn't work, it's yep. it's almost like the reverse of like evil Superman, good Superman fighting, and Superman three, and then they went into the trash compactor and good Superman one. This uh-huh. is the opposite. Heisenberg ripped himself out of Walt and said. <laughs> You know, you better fucking watch what uh, – or your best course to tread lightly. I mean – Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. my God. It, it's, it's a – he doesn't admit to being Heisenberg there either. Like Hank Hank tells him, look, you're Heisenberg and I know it. And Walt knows that he knows it. But he doesn't actually admit it. And then he threatens right. uh, Hank, which is awesome. And, and like you said, um, and Hank just, you know, kind of destroys his case here. Um, but that's not without precedent, precedent, right? I mean, he went after Jesse immediately after he found out uh, what happened with Marie or well, well, that, that right. fake phone call. Right, yeah. So, so Hank is known to fly off the handle like that. It's perfectly within character, and I like that a lot. But, I mean, this episode had all had comic relief. I mean, ba- oh. thank God Badger and Skinny Pete were in there for some for some pressure, uh, pressure release. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, like I said, I mean... How much more do we want to talk on the instant cast? Because, you know, we're only 10 minutes in. We've got at least another 10 to go. (laughs) Um, So a couple things I've been wondering about. Um, I was was, was asking if there's anybody. I know there's several people to listen from the ABQ. What would a house like Hank's go for in Albuquerque? Because Uh, I was just I was just freshly struck again by how nice that house is. Yeah. And, you know, are we entirely sure that Hank is. Like, all on the up and up? Or, I mean, it's kind of like within Hank and Marie's character to live beyond their means somewhat, right? I mean, he's probably so. well-paid as a fairly high-ranking guy to DEA. She's a, uh, uh X-ray technician of some but, sort. So. But you'd be surprised how much those spoons go for on eBay. <laughs> so, I mean, there's extra income flowing into this family. But if anybody can can cue me into how much that would kind of go for, I'm just kind of idly curious about it because I'm thinking that's like a three hundred fifty thousand, maybe half a million dollar home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but not uh, not a super pertinent topic, but interesting to no. Think it's just about something I'm trying to think of, like some things I want to stick the listeners onto. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just so, amazed at how few notes I have. I have like a pay, maybe a three quarters of a page of notes. Yeah, um, there's a lot did going you know on who, this episode. Did you know who Drew Sharp was when you first heard the yes. name? Yes, yes. As you soon did. as I heard Mr. and Mrs. Sharp, I I, okay. I thought, and then when he said, I figured that's who he said because he was talking about Kaylee and them, and I already knew he was taking care of Brock and, and Andrea, so I made yeah. that connection pretty quick. So Jesse got $5 million from Walt, right? 
That's okay. all of his money. Two and a half goes to Kaylee. Two and a half goes to Drew's family. Mm-hmm. Where's the money for Andrea and Brock? Uh, I don't know. Is he going to get a part-time job at Pizza Hut? Like, what's going on? I don't know, because that's still going on, right? Because, uh, you know, even I, like... Uh, I thought he called it off, but yes, he was still paying Maybe Andrew's Maybe Andrew's place. refusing to take it after he broke up with her under maybe so. weird circumstances. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. I mean, I don't know. I have some other notes here. Most of my notes are on Twitter. Because uh, <laughs> I was just conversing nonstop with people. Yeah, uh, a lot of funny stuff happening on Twitter too during the show. So if you guys aren't like following Twitter and Facebook during the show, you probably should. Did so, you notice? It's the three screen experience. You've got the TV, you've got AMC's thing, you got the bald move stuff. You got the Twitter and Facebook. It's a four screen experience. Um, oh did you did you make the connection between the way Walt threw up and Gus? Oh, with the towel. Yeah. Uh I did not until somebody pointed that out on Twitter. So thank you to whoever that was. I don't have it on um, That is getting bordering on, like, spooky. Because there's no way Walt knew. And, and also, um, Walt's behavior with uh, Lydia is almost a carbon copy of every single time Walt came in unannounced to Los Pollos Hermanos. Yeah. You know, yeah. with, with uh, Gus just steady... Uh, uh, stonewalling the dude, like not Steady breaking stonewalling. character, not not breaking character one bit. Yeah, um, it's just spooky the way he has appropriated these guys' behaviors in in death, uh, even down to the throwing up style. Although I, I wasn't sure if that was another nod towards that kind of weird, almost serial killer aspect about Walt, where he takes on some of the qualities of the people he's killed, or if that was just showing the parallels between Gus and Walt all along. Yeah, so that's that's a good point. I mean, there are a lot of callbacks in this episode, so certainly um, at least, at the very least, the writers are showing that to us as an audience, yeah. which I like. Uh, at yeah. the most, yes, it's Hank, it's uh, Walt taking out his characteristics. Uh, I was really waiting for Walt to run over that RC car on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the skateboarding thing, the entire time I was thinking, watch out for matches in, those pool, in that pool, because <laughs> you hit a matchstick... You're going to go flying right off that skateboard. <laughs> uh, and then the oranges, the Hey Carol thing, the oranges roll out of the bag. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, no, Walt. Right, right. Um, I was wondering, I, when I was watching that scene in the beginning where, you know, Walt's house and all that, I was thinking it's going to be interesting freeze-framing and looking at all that graffiti. Yeah. Because I, I got to do it because I figure that there's probably some buried clues about how the season unfolds. Because, you know, obviously the house is being tagged up as kind of like a Heisenberg shrine, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, it looked like, speaking of Heisenberg shrines, it looked like the drawing of Heisenberg finally came back to haunt him, right? Yeah, because that was the thing that, you know. That sealed all stuff it for that Hank, Hank was, I think. Yeah, all stuff that Hank, he looked that up and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, what else? So much stuff happened in this episode that I'm struggling to uh, parse it all at the moment. Well, I know. Um, That's the thing. Is like with this uh, instant take format, it's just pretty much raw kind of emotion, uh, not as much analysis. Um, yeah. Uh, do you think, after what we see tonight, what's going to. I mean, do, you, do you have any different thoughts on the odds about what's going to kill Walt? Uh, cancer, gun, uh, Hank's fist. Well, okay, so right off the bat, we know it's not the ricin. 
Right. Or or at least we know that he didn't take the rice in, uh, when we saw him in the bathroom in the flash forward in season five. Mm. Uh, because he already had the guns in his car when he went to pick up the rice uh, capsule. But that doesn't make sense, man. Why would he... So why he's, would he well, he's taking these the... pills because he's getting sick uh, from uh-huh. whatever treatment he's getting, right? From the cancer. Yeah, because that was... So, so that pill bottle, I'm assuming, I haven't gone back and looked at it, but that's got to be... That's the same pill bottle that was at the beginning of uh, uh, Live Free or Die, right? Uh, so uh, anti- I assume so, yeah. They're, they're, the, they're just basically anti-nausea pills. I think so, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, which... It begs the question, uh, well, that's not really the proper use of that, but whatever. Uh, which makes me wonder, who, if anybody, is going to get this ricin? Could it be Walt himself? I mean, if he's taking these pills, it'd be pretty easy for somebody to slip uh, this ricin capsule into his pill box. Hmm. Or his bottle. I don't know. Dangerous. Well, and the thing is, as is, is crazy tense as this episode is, it's just the first of the storm fronts that we've talked about in the preseason cast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- so this thing with Declan and Lydia is going to be a thing. It's definitely going to be a thing. Now, my th- question is, is it going to roll into Lydia? Turn- because, you know, we've, we've talked about there being very little evidence uh, against Walt so far. Is it going to be her turning, you know, witness for the state? Uh, is it going to be the form of uh, Declan rolling in? Uh, because that's the other thing we haven't talked about. Obviously, Todd's continuing to cook has not been the most high-quality product. Uh, they mentioned 68%, yeah. presumably, purity and falling. Um, I, like I said, this was already balls and wall tents with just the first of those storm clouds rolling in. It's, a, it's man, amazing. Yeah, I imagine uh, Hank is going to pour over whatever leads he can find. And Lydia is certainly going to be one of those, like you were saying in the the preseason cast. Uh, so, yeah, that that will be another cloud coming into haunt Heisenberg. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what is she willing? Like, what chips does Walt have that he could still bet? That he could still throw in the pot to leverage against Lydia. I mean, she needs him at this point because she's desperate coming to him and saying, "Hey, I need my purity higher." Uh, right. I think that's some, some bargaining power for Walt to say, don't talk to Hank or throw Hank off my trail, uh, and I will get the purity up. Right. So yeah. I'm sure there's some negotiation that's going to happen there. Uh, with Declan, I'm sure he's not happy about the 68%, right? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and honestly, I, I think that this is more to the the European connection, right? Sure, sure. I mean that's who that's who Lydia's working for. So we haven't even really gotten to I guess Declan coming around and being like WTF. Although a yeah. month into this, I was I would think that the repercussions from this would be a lot more swift and sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, another thing, just Dave Porter's music. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing else like it on television. I agree. I agree. I mean, it kind of makes the rest of the scores the of sh- uh, it, it, it's it's the. Well, I mean, we ne- hard, we hardly ever talk about the music on any other show. If yeah. we do, it's it's like the final the end of the episode music, like Walking Dead. Everyone's well has a good one. When Mad Men's in the music, uh, ep- is usually uh, you know meaningful. Well, it's licensed, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're talking about, uh, and, and it's mostly the stuff that's not is kind of you know a little Muzaki and, and you know background stuff. But it, it's just incredible. Uh, like when he was doing like the, the post traumatic shit syndrome that hank was undergoing <laughs> that whole scene was so disorientating and, and half of 
half of the reason is Dave Porter's music. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't. I don't know that I've noticed the music in a show since Battlestar Galactica when Bear McCurry did his soundtrack, uh, his right. score, uh, until Breaking Bad. So that says something about the quality. I'm curious to see how Talking Bad goes tonight. Uh, I am too. I'm actually recording as we speak. Uh, low winter sun. I'm I want to check about, this out. People yeah, are I'm, talking about how this, you know, has many of the same elements as like The Wire did, uh, and it right. has Lenny James, and it's got the guy who plays yeah. Gale on Breaking Bad. No, it's got a it got a good pedigree, and I would like. To, I haven't looked at a lot of the coverage because honestly, I feel like I'm swimming in television. I'm watching <laughs> uh, the newsroom. Uh, I'm really invested into the bridge, and now uh-huh. uh, I, I've been powering through Orange is the New Black. By the way, I got I got in, uh, invited as a guest spot on the Cause Show. We're going to do a special one off on uh, me, uh, Amy, and Susan are going to do a one off on Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah, I heard them. I heard uh, Amy talking about that on the last episode. So oh, that's sweet. Cool. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, it's like now i got another one that's potentially uh, – I mean, it's good for us because we're going to be looking for a replacement after Breaking Bad's over. Yeah, yeah. But, man, there's so much good television on right now. Fuck, uh, fuck the golden age of television being over. For sure, fuck yeah. that noise. The other one I'm watching right now is Under the Dome, which also stars Dean Norris. I've heard that's kind of turdy. Uh, yeah, the show in general is not fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. It has some interesting themes, and it – it takes events in places you don't quite expect them to go, which I think is, you know, kind of Stephen King's one of his many calling cards. Uh, but Dean Norris is fantastic in that as well. Um, so I don't know. It could you tell? Did Dean Norris lose some weight over the break? He looked he definitely a lot when he was doing like you know the like hands behind his head. Like he he looked more of a um, and he's always looked like something that would be hard to handle. Uh-huh. Uh, but he looks he definitely looks a little bit, you know, more leaner USDA grade A beef coming into this season. <laughs> All right. And the difference in Skyler is almost comical. Like oh, this feels yeah. this feels like a friends season where you got like, you know, uh fat Chandler on drugs, skinny <laughs> Chandler on rehab, normal Chandler, you know, it's like the season's good. Yeah. normal Chandler once he gets his shit back together. Um you know? Or it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Mac gains like forty <laughs> pounds in one season. Yeah. Um, it's really because because you know she had actually lost quite a bit of weight last season, but to see her coming into this, um, I know some people get upset when I talk about particularly Anna Gunn's weight. I don't understand that. Sure, sure. It's certainly something you're going to notice, as I did. I was watching the last episode of the season, and it's like, whoa, wow. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think that's about it that we got for an instant cast. Yeah, you agree? Uh, definitely. Yeah, we have. Ah, tons of stuff that we're going to have to talk about in the real cast, but yeah, uh, we need to do some research, and we need to get an outline, and all the stuff that goes along with putting together a real and show. And we still got the so. instant take review coming out. We do, we do, and you've got to send this whole audio thing to me, and i got to yeah, edit it and so compile it. And, ah. if, you would like to, right. if you'd like to add to the body of work that we're building to, send in your emails at uh, breakingbad at baldmove.com or breakinggood at baldmove.com. They both work crazy enough. Uh, if you are a backer of our recent Kickstarter, uh, kickstarter.baldmove.com, you should have received a message that uh, has the dial-in number that you can leave us a voicemail that we're going to be debuting for this season. Uh, if you didn't get that voicemail, you should be able to go into Kickstarter, log on, and go to the updates, and it's a backer-only update. So uh, you can also follow Jim on 
Twitter, at BaldMove. You can follow me on Facebook.com slash BaldMove. Uh, if you haven't got a chance, uh, check out the rest of Bald Move Family, Personal Arrogance, The Picard Show, uh, Up Years Downstairs for uh, Tom and Kelly. Uh, got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike. We'll probably talk a little bit more on the Tuesday night show. And that's all I got. All right. Perfect. Well, then we're hope out. You, hope you enjoyed the new uh, uh, it, uh, instant cast. Let us know about the format, if, if uh, what you're looking for. Um, uh, if we can make it a little bit better, again, this is more off the cuff, you know, not as much research, just kind of visceral. Uh, but let us know what you think, and uh, we'd be happy to kind of tweak things if we can to make it more to your liking. Definitely. Because if, if we're not doing this for you, who are we doing it for? <laughs> we're doing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> if we're doing it for us, we just we wouldn't – I'd just call you on the cell phone and be like, oh, I, my God, lose my yeah. shit for about an hour. So, sure. Yeah. If we're, you know, if, we're doing it, if we're doing it for the people, we might as well do it for the people. The other thing I got to do is I got to figure out how not to just repeat everything I've said here in my article. I don't think that'll be a problem for me because, you know, by the time we read everybody's feedback and look at some of the other reviews and stuff, uh, like I said, when we did Instant Take before, I didn't ever feel like I was stepping on my toes, but we'll see. All right. Fair enough. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim. I'll see you Tuesday night. I'm Aaron. 